the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, coming to you from PristineAuction.com Studios, with your hosts, Jake Seeley, Chris Meany, and Joe Holka. Hello, Foot Clan! It's another week of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, the DFS for the rest of us, hopefully helping you win money, hopefully... We get in the money. I know Joe had a good week last week and missed even better, if not for Leonard Fournette, just a few more yards. But it was a good week all around. I like Joe, some some congratulations are in order for you, man. Yeah, it feels a little bittersweet. I don't know if I deserve any congratulations whatsoever. Um, but yeah, three more yards would have been the difference in about twenty grand. So that's always fun. Whew. Oh. Jeez. Good times. <laughs> See, the Chris, this is why I never go to that level because I I would just be infuriated for a month. I don't even think I could play the next week. Yeah, I mean, to miss out on 20K on three yards is is sickening. I almost just threw up just listening to that. I can't imagine Joe, what you went <laughs> yeah, through um, I mean, with that last good, week. Just a good example of how bad uh, or how top-heavy some of those DraftKings tournaments are, right? So, I mean, and yeah, like it, yeah. at the stakes I'm at, it, it sounds a lot crazier than it actually was, but just the fact that you miss on that sort of score with, with three yards it is tough to swallow. But hey, week five, let's move up. Yes, week five. Let's move on. I don't know if you see the video. I woke up feeling dangerous, so I have my Browns shirt on. Oh, uh, nice! Cool. I should have wore my Baker. Yeah, Jeez, we should have planned ahead. This, this is the dangerous. Zelda one. Thank you, thank you, our friend Kenny over at Rotoware. Good guy. Yeah, Rotoware is awesome. I'll give him a shout out there. But speaking of shout outs, there you go. DFS pass. I have stuff in there. Chris has stuff in there. You'll hear me hear me reference. I'll talk about it actually probably right off the top. But the adjusted points allowed. That's in part of the con- that's a part of the group that's over there and all the content. So if you want to get into the DFS pass, you can use the code. Guess what? Podcast and you get ten percent off. So let's get right into it. We start with cash as always. So let's do it. Straight cash, homie. All right. Well, you're the big winner of last week. I know it could have been better, Joe, but Joe, running backs. Uh, I think we all have the very first same running back. Yeah, I think on, on both sites, uh, the guy that we're talking about is still David Johnson. Um, he's a guy that we talked about last week as well. Um, 7,500 against the Cincinnati team. I think that this is going to be an extreme, extremely popular spot for people to kind of go back to. I think that people kind of needed to see it uh, last week with him, but I think David Johnson is still a guy that now we can kind of project for his his normal 20 touches, and we talk about it every week as well. Like a good amount of those are going to come through the air. Um, Cincinnati's a team we can definitely target. I think this is going to be one of the games that has great pace. There's going to be a lot of plays in this game on both sides. Both teams throw the ball a ton as well. It's just going to lead to more plays as well. So on FanDuel in particular, DJ's price is, is pretty bad, but I think he's in play on DraftKings as well. Yeah, I would say that's a great call. Um, value on both sites. Joe's right. And and his work in the passing game, I mean, he's second in targets, third in catches, fifth in receiving yards among running backs. The Bengals have just been atrocious against running backs this year. Second most no fantasy Christian points Kirk. last week. Yeah, no, no Kirk. So, uh, yeah, we could see, you know, six, seven catches for DJ easily in this game. And we saw exactly what happened last week, right? Pittsburgh and Cincinnati Monday Night Football. Samuels had eight grabs. Connor had eight grabs. So, I mean, this is a good spot for DJ. It's a it's a great spot to go, as like I said, immediately to that APA, which you guys will see on the site. If you're part of the site, the average adjusted fantasy points allowed for running backs for all teams is 23. You guys want to guess what Cincinnati is? Oh, I, I know that they give up. They give up 34 points a game to backs. I know that it's even <laughs> worse. After than that Steelers for, game. Yeah. 
Well, I was going to say, it's when you adjust for opponents, which that's what the AP, for everybody out there, the, if you're on the site and you're checking out, the adjusted points allowed is to adjust for the, the the players that you're facing. Because obviously, if you face Patrick Mahomes every single week, or you face uh, Eli Manning, who's not even playing anymore, but the, the disparity between the two, if you face one versus the other every single week, you're going to give up more fantasy points. So that's all included. It It is 42.1 adjusted p- points allowed for running back. So... If you don't play David Johnson, you're insane, in my opinion. So where else are you looking, Chris? Or are we going to the other side of the ball? Because the ownership on Joe Mixon is really high. Yeah, I mean, Mixon is interesting, too. Uh, and Dalton's just throwing the ball so much. And, but this is a game that I feel like they can stay in it. They've just been so bad defensively that they've had to throw the ball a lot. I mean, bringing Zach Taylor and it's just kind of a new offense. But, you know, all of a sudden, you know, John Ross is down. So maybe Joe Mixon gets more involved in the passing game, potentially. I, I like going up to the top here again in, in Zeke. I think Zeke's pretty safe this week coming off a down game. Still touched the ball 24 times, um, you know. He's, he's just getting a, a, a ton of work. And that's how you beat the Packers. And that's how you beat the Packers. I mean, you saw last week, right? I mean, he had the six catches, but you saw last week what the Eagles were able to do against the Packers. Just run, run, run all over them. The offensive line in Philly is good. The offensive line in Dallas is good. They ranked 27th in rush DVOA defense, according to Football Outsiders. That's um, the Packers run defense. So I think it's a good spot just to get Zeke right. Uh, so I have no problems, you know, spending up for him in cash. Obviously, DJ is a much better value, but I think there's some safety there with Zeke as well. What do you think, Joe? Zeke as yeah, well, no, somewhere else? I, I think Zeke, if you're just looking purely at the guys we have at the top, like I think I still prefer McCaffrey and Kamara in that range. But if everyone's kind of jumping off the Zeke train, he is 8,300, right? So him versus Dalvin Cook, like I think that's more of the decision point. I still think that McCaffrey and Kamara are the guys that you'd you'd be skewing towards in cash. But I mean, it's hard to argue with any of these guys. I mean, I'm always on team pay up at running back, right? So I think you can make an argument for all these guys. Well, are you, you're not worried at all with Kamara facing the Bucks' stout, unbelievably great defense this year? Probably think, against the run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just against like, the run. Yeah, <laughs> it, it makes it makes for awesome content, right? Talking about all these defensive matchups and whatnot. I, I just think that it's so early in the year. I'm trying not to have that skew my decision making yet. Um, but yeah, eighty. Well, here's, here's what I'll say. I, I was I, so. yeah, I was obviously tongue in cheek, but with Kamara, I think the biggest thing is the Bucks are so terrible against the pass. Kamara can do. Uh, Kamara could have twenty yards rushing and still end up as a top five running back because of everything he can, might do in the passing game this week. Yeah, Agreed. and, and you, you're right, Jake. They have been good against running backs. I mean, McCaffrey only had amazing. 37. Yeah, amazing. The second fewest rushing yards allowed. And McCaffrey only had 37 over 16 carries. I mean, Barkley got hurt in that game, but he had eight rushing attempts. He only had 10. I mean, Gurley, they didn't even bother trying last week. I know they were down in that game in LA and they threw the ball a ton, but Gurley only had five for 16. He had the two rushing touchdowns, which even skews the number a, the number a little bit because fantasy points against, they're just not giving up anything to the backs. But Kamara, to your point, could you come away in this game and have 10 grabs like he did a couple weeks ago all right let me throw out some cheap names at you and see what your guys thoughts are joe what do you think about i'll give you all three of them and you can say if you like any you think on your trash you're not even wasting your time actually i'll give you four let me i'm gonna change that. i'm gonna give you four david montgomery is in the five thousands i'm gonna give you aaron jones is 5900 and 6800 i'll give you ronald jones at 4600 and 5900 and then everybody had him last week as a plug-and-play, almost free space, Wayne Goleman, but he's going against the Vikings. Any of those four that you would even consider? 
Yeah, I'll, I'll leave Tariq Cohen to you guys because I, I know you have some some takes as far as that's concerned. But I, I think it could easily be a David Montgomery game. Like he's someone that we're talking about someone that's been active in the passing game as well. Five targets last week, three in the two weeks before. So, I mean, at least we're seeing that a little bit more. 21 attempts on the ground last week. I, I think he's severely underpriced. So it's it's not that I never pay down for running back. I'm just not going to pay down for someone that I don't think has at least 25 touch upside. So I, I think David Montgomery... Um, at 5,200 against Oakland, like I get it, they're on the road. The team total's not great, uh, but they're still favorites. Uh, I'm, I'm on the David Montgomery train this week for sure. I'm on there too. And, and I'm definitely not on Cohen. He's probably a better shot on, on DraftKings if you, you know, you play multiple lineups. This is looking last year in two games of Chase Daniel, 22 targets, 19 grabs, 201 receiving yards, five targets last week was tied for a team high. He only caught two of them. I think it's a Montgomery week as well. I'm just so encouraged with the 21 carries on the ground. Wasn't as efficient, but you know, Joe brings up a point, three catches. I think it's back to back weeks now. He has three grabs, and this is a pretty good spot for him. For you know, Oakland's just not going to be able to do anything offensively. You figure that the Bears' defense just shuts them down, and maybe they lean on Montgomery just a little bit more with this quarterback change. Like Chicago could be better offensively with Daniel, but I think that they'll just lean on both of these backs, like you know, moving forward. All right. Well, actually, there's one more we didn't mention, maybe on DraftKings specifically. Jalen Samuels with that new look. Hey, we're just going to throw it five, ten yards at a time at most Steelers offense. I think Joe's got like a smirk, so I'm just going to go to him first. I, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't play these guys, but yeah, I, I think it's more, more, more or less that. I mean, are you penciling him in at this point for like some passing yards? Like, is that is that a thing? Like, just give him I mean, like his fifteen James yards. James Conner and Jalen Samuels are their top two receivers for the Steelers. Right Stack them up. Stack them up. Sixteen catches yeah. last week between the two. Yeah. I don't know. I think right. that's getting a little bit cute, but I mean, if you're playing, I, if, I, I will always say too, like I'm playing single entry. So like, if you guys are playing a lot of teams, a lot of these guys are in play for you guys, just not for me. Okay, so let's talk wide receiver, and Joe's got his Will Fuller jersey in the mail, uh, just so you know, for that. Do you guys want to guess who the top two projected ownership wide receivers are right now? Hmm. Hopkins, on, Tyler and? Boyd, Larry Fitzgerald? Nope, nope, nope. Is Keenan Allen still up there? <laughs> nope. Hopkins? Hopkins. And Will Fuller. There you go. Boom. Teammates. The top, they're tied. Wow. They're tied against the... Uh, you, look. Joe, you said this before the show that like everybody's going to be on Will Fuller. And Chris knows this from our podcast over the athletic. And I said, I'm not doing it. Stop. Like I wasn't doing it last week. I'm not doing it this week. At some point, you're going to be right. Just like Jared Cook. At some point, you're going to be right. But I'm not doing the four or five empty zero weeks just to get to that one week. But I know you're going back to him again this week. But are you doing it in cash or only tournament? Yeah, probably only tournament. I think the one thing you can say about Will Fuller, though, is this is the type of player you want to play at low ownership, not at high ownership. Right. Um, yes. I, I think that that's something that people just don't understand. Like for a guy like this, this is it's it's not the time to go to him when he's chalk. But yeah, if I'm off him this week, I'm sure he'll go nuts and everyone will be super happy <laughs> with me. It'll be the chalkiest chalk play of all time that worked out. But Chris, and, uh, you know this also from the podcast. I'm actually for the point in what you just said, Joe, especially only tournaments. This isn't a cash play, but I'm playing QT on a lot of spots because one, he's so cheap. And I think that if you look at this offense and you look at how much they're getting to Watson, even with the trade of Tunsil, they still can't protect them. They got to get the ball out quick. And I really don't think Stills was a good fit for this offense because you have a route that needs to develop in Stills. You have routes that need to develop in Fuller. You have routes that need to develop in Hopkins. Get the ball out quick. Get the space, you know, for the player and Kiki QT who could turn into a seven, eight reception game. And if so, he's going to hit a hundred yards, Chris. Yeah. I, 
I mean, that all seems nice. We, we saw it last year as well. I'm sure he's going to get more involved in the offense without Kenny Stills. I mean, you're dead on with Stills. He's never going to be a play until they fix the offensive line or they play a team that can't generate any pressure or Fuller is out of the lineup. But yeah, for QT... At thirty four hundred dollars on DraftKings, again to Joe's point, like if you're if you're playing multiple lineups, like that's somebody that you can right. certainly take a shot on. Uh, Absolutely, no, yeah. And then they have no run game, right? They, they're just not running the football all that well. I'm actually surprised to hear that Fuller is chalk. Um, to be honest, and, and I have watched. I know you People guys have as well. I've been, Fuller, yeah. And and now, and you know what we say, like. Now is the time to get on him because of those we haven't seen those games. But if he is going to be chugged, then maybe it, you know it's smart to kind of avoid him. But again, I'm just surprised to hear it because watching the Houston games, like it just Watson does not have any time to throw the football. I mean, he has taken a couple shots downfield with Fuller, and they've hit his fingertips. It's just been panic throws. It's, it's like he, again, he just doesn't have that time like we've seen last yeah, year. If, the year I, if I'm if I'm facing the Texans, I'm just cover three and rush the quarterback like just you, there's no he's not throwing anybody into the short game but that's why this might help this actually might help will fuller by having that outlet to kind of make the defenses play a little bit different yeah. but all right so where are you looking at cash chris because the squeaky wheel gets the grease this week because the, the cliche in sports yeah, I mean, I won't go there in in turn in uh, cash unless Stefan Diggs really is away from this team from Minnesota. There's some reports that he's unhappy. I mean, I don't blame him. I get it. Thielen obviously unhappy as well. I mean, asked after the game if it was hard for him to get open against Chicago. Yeah, he, he already no, he had no. But Sack he did. Up, he, he he apologized, but he did say it as well, right? I mean, he's obviously not happy. Uh, he did backtrack. I'm and saying say don't that apologize. Kirk Cousins, <laughs> Sure. He did backtrack and say Kirk Cousins needs time. And, and that is the absolute truth. He does need time, but the offense still runs through Dalvin Cook. But I, I definitely like feeling this week. I'll probably roll him out in tournaments. I think there's some some safer options. Like I throw Tyler Boyd and Larry Fitzgerald as, as guys that I thought would be highly owned because John Ross is gone. And, and Boyd, I Tyler mean... Tyler Boyd's finally moved up. He's up to he's bar- he's barely inside the top ten. Auden Tate's actually number three. Yeah, Auden Tate is interesting as well. Uh, I thought he'd be a little bit cheaper in some spots. Fanduel fifty three hundred dollars, uh, but for Boyd, I mean fourth most targets, fourth most catches. No John Ross up-tempo offense, not having a lot of success running the football. So I like him. And the same reason for Fitzgerald when we talked about Kirk, right? I mean Fitz is is probably going to be in play as well as Here's a one that- extra couple targets. Here's one that you haven't mentioned, and I'll throw it to you first and then come back to Joe on this. Nobody's talking about it, and I'm looking at the ownership for both of them. It's pretty low. I mean, they're in mid-pack around A.J. Brown, Alshon Jeffrey, Cortland Sutton. These are the names these two guys are around. Why is nobody considering Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Geronimo Allison? Yeah, they're both in the write-ups um, for cash and for tournaments. If Devontae Adams is not there, you you absolutely take a shot on one of the two. I think the upside lies with MVS. He's got 17 more targets than Allison, but if one of them is going to score a touchdown, if I could pick one of the two, it's probably Geronimo because of his work inside the red zone over the past couple of years and already like a couple touchdowns, both red zone targets. So I, I have no problem with either or because I don't think Adams is going to suit up. Yeah, I, don't, I think I'm with you on MBS being the guy. If I did had to go go to one of these guys, I, I could see his ownership getting extremely high towards the end of the week. Now that people are starting to realize that that Adams isn't going to play, uh, especially if this Cincinnati uh, Odd and Tate thing becomes a a really big deal, um, I could see people pivoting uh, to the the Green Bay game. It's always the same thing with Green Bay, though. They just they play such a historic offensive style that it's it's hard to get excited about them but a condensed target share I, I totally get that i love the dallas side of this game as well but i have the same kind of pace concerns there so i'll have to talk about that in a little bit in the tournament section 
Definitely have to talk about that in the tournament section. Anybody, we didn't get really much from you because we were just too busy joking around with the Texans, but some more of the guys you're looking at, Joe? Yeah, there's, I mean, I think that you can always kind of make an argument for someone that's extremely cheap in a great game environment. So like we mentioned Nod and Tate, but we didn't really talk a whole lot about it yet. Uh, I think he's going to end up being kind of the chalk at 3,500 on DraftKings. But another guy that... Um, Definitely not for cash, but I, I do want to mention him quickly because I think he's an awesome play. Keyshawn Johnson at 3,500 all the way down. Played him on my main lineup last week uh, without Demir Bird. Um, I do think that anytime we can get a guy that is kind of running those deep targets, I know Arizona hasn't been airing it out at all, um, but his price is pretty bad relative to his opportunity, I think. So, I mean, um, it would be perfect if he just uh, went off for a long touchdown uh, the week after I played him. So just wanted to mention <laughs> Well, so real quick on that, just no concern. Well, I guess that's not a fair way to put it, but the concern is last week is the snap count was all, I mean, Sherfield got the start. Right, yeah, that was... <laughs> I think pretty much everyone had uh, Keyshawn at least projected for um, more ceiling there. But yeah, played like half the snaps. Sherfield got the start, like you said. And he was out there a lot uh, when they were in the red zone as well. So that's definitely a concern. I just think getting pieces of this Cincinnati and Arizona game is something you're going to want to prioritize. And and there is a lot to pay up for this week. So we got to try and make it work somehow. So cash games, I think, paying down for some of these guys. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about the Jets uh, wide receivers? I'm trying to piece my way through like the the Jamison Crowder uh, thing, actually, and we get we get Darnold back. Like m- maybe we just kind of uh, uh, go the Robbie Anderson route as well. So I don't know. They're well, cheap. Yes. That's, that's the only reason I brought them up. Yes. I, well, I'm on Robbie Anderson in general as a tournament, even if it's Luke Falk at quarterback, just because it's the matchup. And Chris knows this to talk about this as well. Is Robbie Anderson is one of the ones I got asked about the most because he's inside my top 30 wide receivers for seasonal. And people are like, "Hey, Robbie Anderson with Luke Falk." It, Luke Falk can find him, and if he takes one play, it's going to go possibly to the house for 30, 40, even more yards than that. And it's really about the matchup. I know the Redskins let us down as a whole last week, Chris, and what we were saying is, oh, we got to exploit this matchup. But more often than not, the matchups do bear out an opportunity. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I and definitely will be interested in him if if Darnold is playing, but he will become chalk at that point. Uh, to to your point, yeah, if it's not Darnold, then maybe you'll get him with a lower ownership. I mean, the Eagles' second most passing yards allowed to quarterbacks, the most yards and most fantasy points to wide out seven touchdowns already to wide receivers this season, and and they haven't played a lot of great teams. <laughs> so it's it's certainly concerning if you know you're you're. An Eagles fan, we'll say that. But the secondary is just <laughs> atrocious. And going back to Washington, you just brought them up quickly. I mean, I think we can go back to guys like, and I know with New England, there's, there's, are they going to run the football? Is it all the points that's going to come on the defense? Like, is Tom Brady going to come out of the game? But I wouldn't take too much stock into last week against Buffalo. Like, that is a really stout defense against the pass and against the run. So I think maybe Josh Gordon is somebody we talk about in tournaments, but I think Julian Edelman is in play as well as somebody who just, yeah, it's not a sexy play, but if you're a cash game player, you can basically count on double digit points from him on DraftKings. Like he's going to get his eight to nine targets, a few catches and, and, and who knows how many yards he's going to rack up at least going to be 60 or so. So I think he's back in play as well, because let's be honest. I mean, Washington is just not good on either side of the football and defensively they're no. just they can't stop anybody no they definitely can't all right so at quarterback uh, you Chris no I'm just gonna come to you first Joe Chris knows specifically how I feel about this and so does Pat Mayo because I did the same on his show I am not doing Andy Dalton like I don't care like this is I just said you know matchups more often than not bear out the truth but to go right back to that Redskins game 
there was nothing there. Like we said, the Giants exploit that defense, and there was nothing. I can't do Andy Dalton. I know he threw for 400 yards in week one, but he's been pretty awful as a quarterback, even with those yards. Just because it's Arizona, I feel like Andy Dalton is a trap at quarterback. Obviously could be wrong. I just, I can't do it. Yeah, I mean, they throw the ball a lot. I guess you can say that in favor of them. They throw the ball more than anyone in the league. 72.3% of their plays have been passing plays this year. It is Arizona. The team total is nice. They're at home. Like A lot of the things make sense. Uh, His yards per attempt is actually, uh, I mean, one of the worst in the league. So you can say that. Uh, I don't know. I just don't play these guys that don't rush at all um, unless I think there's like massive touchdown upside. And I don't think you can say that in the same sentence with Andy Dalton. No, I mean, they're both interesting, like Dalton and Murray. They're both three and four, right? They're in the top four in passing attempts. We've we've already mentioned some of their weapons so far in the first 10 minutes of this show. We've talked about Bengals. We've talked about Cardinals. So it is interesting, but I, I won't do it in cash either. I'm with Joe. Like, I can't I can't get there. His price is certainly appealing on, on DraftKings if you do want to spend down. I mean, there's some guys that I don't want to touch in that price range, like Kyle Allen. I don't want any part of Bridgewater cousins you're really rolling the dice like if Diggs if Diggs does play I I could see that in the tournament but not in cash Daniel Jones no thanks you know Josh Allen no so like in that range if you want to go there I mean I get it but I I it's not for me in cash like I just can't put my money on Andy Dalton so then where are you going Kyler Murray on the other side I do like Murray. Uh, I probably will roll him out a little bit more in, in tournaments than cash. Um, really? You know, yeah. I, 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 again, I do like him, but there's just, he's just a little bit too expensive for me at $6,300. Like why, like at, at that point, I'd just rather spend up 200 on Brady or just get to Watson and, or maybe just go down to Wentz in, in, in a, you know, a 30 point total for the Eagles. Um, I, I don't know if I'm feeling Rodgers without Adams, but certainly certainly rather Wentz um, or just spend up for Brady and Watson. But I do like Kyler in tournaments. He's running around a lot more, 96 yards on the ground and a touchdown in this past two, past two games. And obviously we know about Cincy's defense. No uh, Chase Daniel love for you guys if we're paying all the way down, 4,800 on yeah, DraftKings. I actually cash, forgot cash his price. I forgot his That's price. Yeah, if we were playing Kyle Allen at 4K. I don't know. It, it, I, there is more to pay up for in this slate than I think we had last week. Um, we'll, we'll get to tight ends as well, but it's pretty barren past those uh, top top guys. So um, it's going to allow you to do a lot with your team, especially if you're kind of on uh, the David Montgomery train. I mean, you could get a nice kind of low-owned correlation there, but super cheap for both those guys if you want to build around that. I have no problem with that. I will say DraftKings is the only side I would consider it on just because sure. as we've been doing this show and I've been playing with the DraftKings pricing is, is tight this week. It, it's It's tough. You're going like, to need the savings for sure. Yeah, if you're try- if you're putting in two running backs, not even the eight thousand. If you're putting two seven thousand plus running backs in, you're going to be struggling because I'm looking at it right now and I was trying to play with it, and that's even with a cheap defense and a cheap tight end. So we'll, we'll get to more. Of those. Actually, let's talk about tight ends, cash game tight ends. You guys know this. I brought this up before we even jumped on the show on Fanduel. Is it Waller? Nope. Is it Andrews? Nope. Is it the number one scoring tight end so far in Evan Ingram? Nope. Is it Zach Ertz? Nope. The number one expensive tight end is Austin Hooper. So I'm assuming we're not going for the number one and we're going elsewhere, Chris. Yeah, I'm not going to play him in cash. I mean, it does get interesting from tournaments because I would imagine everyone on FanDuel playing tournaments will will not even bother with Austin Hooper's price at $6,700. Well, here's why I'm off him too is because he, they're the third lowest APA for tight ends because you just attack Houston everywhere else. And yeah. it's not even just... it's uh, And again, it's not even just the fact that you know, you tack them everywhere else. If you look at it, what's been do- done by them, Greg Olson had four targets, two catches for five yards last week against them. And Greg Olson's having a resurgence of a season. 
Yeah, he is. And, you know, the targets have been there for Hooper, 33, fourth most among tight ends, 18 in his last two games. And last year, he was top five in terms of catches at the position. He's certainly trending up, and he's one of Matt Ryan's favorite targets. Like, he's definitely passed a guy like Calvin Ridley, for example, in terms of just looks. But I'm not going to go there at this price. Uh, Absolutely not. Like, I'd rather just lock in Ertz. And I know Waller's in a tough spot, too. But if you're playing cash, like, you just know that Waller is going to come away with a few catches, and he's the main part of that offense and it's just hard to find a Ted tight end that is like the number one option in an offense and Waller is definitely one of them despite the tough matchup yeah I think you one thing you have to think about with like the the Darren Waller versus Zach Ertz thing like I, I made this mistake when Waller was playing Minnesota like you said he, he's so involved we have to definitely consider him his price is all the way up there now but like you're getting deeper targets from Darren Waller like his yards per route run is nearing three yards per route, which is extremely high. Zach Ertz, you're going to get probably more routes overall, but they're going to be kind of lower equity routes. But I mean, high team total for Ertz. I think Ertz is the guy that I I prefer, but maybe that's just my biases between like just playing these Oakland guys with these really low team totals. So I do like the game environment a lot better for Philly than I do for for Oakland, obviously. Uh, But I, I think that if you're paying all the way up, it's really still between those two guys for me this week. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Okay. Uh, anybody else before we move on to tournament picks or someone, someone take the Tyler Eifert thing. Someone's got to, he's going to be a cash play <laughs> this week. No, we're talking about it all week. Oh my God. I, I, I get what well, let's, let's find out his projected ownership real quick. I guarantee it's way too high. Do you know what? I, I, I think Chris knows because I mentioned it on the show. Do you know what his line was when he scored that touchdown, Joe, off the top of your head? I, I, have, I assume that he had like three yards probably on each of his routes and just literally fell <laughs> in the end zone. He's actually I don't, I no really, idea. Chris, he's on, he had three catches, nine yards and a touchdown in that game. He is the most highest projected tight end by a wide margin over Darren Waller. He's extremely cheap. Yes. Yeah, so, so you... You probably play him in cash if you're a cash game player. No, nope, not this doing before. it there either. That's fine. You used to the same <laughs> thing about Aguilar, right? I mean, it's just... And Disley it's just, last week. It's yeah. like, how, is it any, how is it any different than Disley? Oh, no, I was it, on it, Disley last week. I was on. I was, I was fine with Disley. Yeah, I I mean, you. T- I think you take those shots on fading those guys that are going to be chalk in tournaments. Like, yeah, it didn't work out. You fade Disley. But, I mean, if you're a cash game player, again, you just take that value and take the matchup. And I think if you want to spend down at the tight end position, I mean, this is a, a spot to do it. I mean, why not? Again, if you're a cash game player, $4,600 over on FanDuel, I mean, you just lock them in and move on. And then you can spend up on the running backs or or some you know top-tier wide receivers or even a defense. Like, I'd rather do that. But on in tournaments, I probably will just kind of you know, fade the other way because I don't want Eifert chalk. No, no thanks. No, I don't want Eifert. Period. So disgusting. Let's move on. Let's just get to. He does score touchdowns, is, Jake. He scored one. Uh, he's he scored one. Like, he scored he one but when he's years, healthy, like. he scores touchdowns. No, he, and he hasn't scored touchdowns or been healthy in a long time. Get out of here. I'll, I'm mentally preparing myself for this fade already. It's just not going to be fun. No, there's another one for you. No, I'll get a Tyler coming. Eifert. If, if Tyler Eifert finishes top three, I'll get a I'll t- I'll get a Tyler Eifert jersey. There you go. There's right, another and one. And I will buy my second Wolf Holy jersey this week. <laughs> That's terrific. All right, let's let's talk tournaments. You down with GPP? Yeah. All right, let's. <laughs> I can't believe we're still talking about Eifert. Anyway, running backs, tournament wise, I, I I guess Chris, I'll go to you first because do you want 
Terry Cohen that we were talking about before, would you play him in DraftKings tournament or are you just avoiding him? You just sounded kind of hesitant on him. Yeah, I, I'm I, I, I'm going to avoid him. I'm going to avoid him. I, I just thought it was interesting, a stat that we probably should be aware of because I, I think we're all on the same page here that this could be a Montgomery week. Like Cohen probably catch a few balls and I don't think any of us would be shocked if he came away leading the team and catches this weekend, but I, I do think that this is a Montgomery week. I think it's the week where he finds the end zone. I think it's the week where they lean on him. Oakland doesn't do a whole lot offensively, and, and he finds a way to get you know 20 touches. So I, I'm not going to go there. I, I understand the price is appealing at 48, but nah, I'm going to fade him. Then where are you looking? Well, I just, again, I like some of the same backs, like like Zeke and, and Fournette. We kind of, I guess we really didn't touch on Fournette, but you know what we've seen from him. It's it's much like Christian McCaffrey. There's a safety there. Is is a guy who's playing like ninety percent of the snaps. There's nobody coming in and taking any of his touches away. Carolina's rush defense ranks twenty nine according to Football Outsiders. I mean, he he has sixteen catches, twenty three targets. He's well on his way to surpassing career highs set as a rookie. So I and I still think he's he's undervalued on both sides. I mean, sixty four hundred dollars on DraftKings for somebody who's catching the ball out of the backfield and on Fanduel sixty nine. So I mean, he's locked in for me. Between him and DJ, I think they're both solid prices. Why does why do they not want to move Fournette's price? I, I don't. I don't get it, get it like either. Last, yeah, like last last week was the first week he wasn't using the passing game as much, but before that, eight targets, six targets, six targets. Like you see, touch the ball like literally like thirty one times last week, and he's still in the six K range. That that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I'm should we just keep playing Christian McCaffrey at twenty five percent? I think I'm going to keep doing that. Thirty seven touches last week. Like, thanks for coming. Dude's on pace for like over four hundred touches, four hundred fifty touches in twenty five hundred yards. Are you kidding me? No, I know he's, he's not going to get there, but like that's ridiculous. Ninety. Uh, well, he's like, he's 90 not going to get there because <laughs> he'd be dead right. by. <laughs> well, we keep saying that. We keep saying that he's going to be dead, but in the two games without Cam, I mean, he has sixty four touches. That's unbelievable. It is unbelievable, but that, they, that's what he said. Do you, by the way, do you want to know what the percentage of his snaps that they played last week? A hundred? Yep, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. With the quarterback, he played a hundred percent of the snaps. He's the played a hundred percent of three of the four games. The, are insane. people just like uncomfortable when they they play him and they just don't have to like they have to pay down everywhere else? Like I, I really don't like. I opened that tournament this week and saw he was at twenty five percent, and I was just like, "What are people doing?" I actually had I him in a it. tournament lineup. We'll get to that later. I just because of that, and I actually I'm, I'm, this is going to be so well, much of a fun lineup. I, I, why not? All right. So then, where else are you go? Here, I'll present a question to you, Joe. Then, how about this? Because we haven't even touched on them. We have Melvin Gordon coming back. Both are low ownerships, and could this be a situation where you might roll out both? I don't know that you'd want to do so in the same tournament, but maybe roll out Gordon in a couple, Eckler in a couple, just because of the upside. Yeah, I, so that's that's a really interesting one, right? Because of how often they like they are leaning on these two guys, like playing them both. Like I did this actually one week last year with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Um, it actually worked out really well. So if you end up getting the game script that you want in that game, you hopefully capture all the touchdowns. It's not something I really um, would recommend people do, but against Denver, awesome team total there too. So um, at least interesting. I'm not really going to probably play one or the other yet. I kind of want to wait and see how things shake out. That's just kind of my play style. I don't, I don't really take a lot of chances at running back. I, I guess maybe I do. I, I played Leonard Fournette last week, which is extremely contrarian for some reason, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think both those guys are fine. I, if you're rolling out a lot of teams, maybe you just take some shots. I, I do think that there's still a chance that both of them could get there though. Yeah. I mean, right, the, so, the matchup is so nice. <laughs> it, 
It's glorious. <laughs> glorious. <laughs> it's for glorious. all the wrestling fans out there, and nobody knows what it's all about. All three of you listening. Uh, so let's talk wide receiver. I'm going to, Chris, I'm going to do similar to what I did to just Joe, is one that we're not talking about. And as soon as I start the sentence, you're going to know where I'm going. But if you want to play the narrative, and if you want to play the narrative of, hey, they just got smacked in the chin and in the face, knocked out in the first round, and a team that can come out with said quarterback and say, screw you guys, we're going to throw three touchdowns before the first, second half even arises, and one of those touchdowns goes to Josh Gordon. Like Tom Brady, Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, Philip Dorsett, like, you have to have some appeal in a tournament for this team, don't you, Chris? Yes, absolutely. Uh, and Brady, too. Like, And on DraftKings, he's the third highest-priced quarterback, but on FanDuel, you got to scroll a little bit um, to find them $7,600. Yeah, which is crazy. And again, like, you know, even talking to some people doing some shows, like they're just down on the New England offense because of last week. Like, again, guys, like this isn't the Buffalo Bills defense that they're playing this week. And the Bills defense is good. It's time for people to start believing in them. But so reactionary. Yeah, it's nuts. Like, oh, Brady sucks. Like, he's brutal. You see that play in the end zone? Like, yeah, he had a very bad game. He threw the ball 39 times and 150 yards. Awful. But before that, 306 yards, two touchdowns. Two touchdowns the game before that. Pittsburgh, 341 and three scores. Like, there's there's a chance to get on him now, and there's an opportunity that Jones, he's going to throw four touchdowns. Like, he could which do I didn't that. Which I didn't have to buy his jersey because he was Daniel Jones, as I expected. Yeah. <laughs> but Dan- I say that. Tongue in cheek because it's Daniel Jones was as expected and still had a good day. Yeah, he's 23, I think 23 for 25, Jake, on 10 yards or fewer. He just struggled throwing the ball down the field, which you have alluded to numerous times. Brady can throw the ball down the field. I think that they get Gordon involved in this game. I I think he was quiet last week. He had to deal with Brown week two. I think that they get him involved and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm predicting a touchdown at least. I think he's a lock for one. Yeah, I, lo- I love the Gordon call. Like, if you're just kind of grasping for straws at times with New England, it feels like like trying to pick the right one. But in in, in multi entry, like if you're not playing a quarterback that has rushing ability, you want that massive ceiling, and, and that's that's Brady almost every week, right? And Gordon's right. price sixty one hundred, I think, is still totally reasonable. Uh, I, I think the one guy that I want to make sure we touch on again is someone we talked about last week, Marquise Brown, Hollywood. Like, Lamarcus missed him in the end zone last yes. week, but he's just dominating the Ravens as far as opportunity is concerned. 36% of the team's air yards, 23% of the targets, like his dots, like nearing 15 yards. So I think that once they get on the same page, like they could be one of the most like dynamic duos in the entire league. I truly believe that. So um, if people are just going to jump off. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, that I mean, now that we don't, we don't have that type of like scare we had like when the start of the season, like this kid is so talented that I think if people are going to jump off that, like this is, I mean, maybe it's similar to the fuller play and I'm just falling in love with Hollywood and these deep targets, but Man, I, I love his talent. I, I think he's in a great spot this week as well. Like Jackson's had pretty good deep ball accuracy this year. I think that's something that people don't talk about enough. Um, and he, he's gonna he's gonna try. So I mean, that's what we want, right? Guys that are at least gonna try and go deep for for upside. So I'm going back to, to Hollywood this week for sure. Yeah, I love he's, that call. Problem is Lamar Jackson. So he's the most expensive quarterback on Fanduel. Ah, oh, so okay, you just but you get the savings in Marquise Brown, so you can pair them together. Anybody else before we move to? Yeah, well, there you go. Quarterbacks is that. Something that you're going to do, Joe? Would you pair them in a tournament? Yeah, like you said, exactly what you just said, right? So he's so expensive. I don't think people will do it. Um, so you can think about that from a leverage perspective as well. Like I actually kind of uh, like the Baltimore uh, side of this game. I don't like to attack games that are in division uh, typically, but um, he's so expensive in tournaments that I think you can make an argument there, especially when a lot of people, if they are paying up on FanDuel, it's probably going to be for Deshaun Watson at 8K. 
Um, so just for 300 more, getting Lamar Jackson at lower ownership, uh, especially if you're rolling back with Hollywood, I think makes a lot of sense. Giddy up. Yeah, no, I love the call. I mean, yeah, you made great points. I mean, Brown is is that deep threat guy. He's that he's the poster boy for the tournaments, right? He's the same guys like Fuller and Deshaun Jackson. He's got we already saw it from week one. I mean, he hardly touched the field in week one, and he had that monster game. So, yeah, he's he's absolutely in play. I think the the ceiling is is very high for him. All right, so then, Chris, do we have any tournament differences for tight end, or is it kind of all the same guys we already talked about? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of all the same guys. I mean, Waller for cash because the ceiling is is not as high with going up against Chicago. But uh, you know, Joe alluded to it. It's it's Ertz. I think his ceiling is much higher. I mean, Evan Ingram is interesting. I wonder if people will come off him because because of the Vikings and Golden Tate is coming back and he's going to play his first game there. So it remains to be yeah. seen how that offense is going to run. But I think Evan Ingram is is the guy. Like if I was to choose one of the three pass catchers of the Giants, that'd be the guy I would choose. It feels that way. Yeah. I, I was a little bit nervous after the whole Mike Gusecki debacle that one week, but like one of the one of the things that led me towards that play was just routes run, right? It's just so important at tight end because these guys block so much. So I was a little bit scared last week to bring up the Noah Fant type of play, and then he scores. So, I mean, it's easy to say that after the fact, but he's still 2,800. We believe he's running, you. He's running in routes. Um I don't know. I, I don't know if he's really in play against the, the Chargers, but that's what you should be looking for when you're paying all the way down, I think. Um, if you want to maybe go after someone that's kind of in the mid-range, like if you want to do that and try and get um, like pivot off of Tyler Eifert, maybe Delaney Walker at 3,900 against Buffalo. Um, just another guy that's just seeing a, a pretty large opportunity yeah. share that hasn't quite gotten there yet. I mean... Well, here's the thing. So, gotta, what, what's, what's the what's the Eifert pivot then? I'm just yeah. I, 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 I like the Fant one more because you were saying so. You said the Chargers defense. I was going to bring this up, and again, people are going to see it over in the kit. Again, podcast gets you 10 percent off if you want to go look and you're not in there. Uh, Denver against the Chargers. Chargers have the 12th most favorable. It's not at the top, but it's actually the 12th best against tight ends favorable for adjusted fantasy points allowed. Uh, when you talk about tight ends, the Buffalo Bills are the worst. Five point five. Yep. Yeah, I mean, don't listen to me when it comes to tight ends anyway. I think I rolled out Kelsey, Kelsey for his floor week in week one. Week two, I played Gusecki. Week three, I rolled out Ertz, I think, for his floor game. And then last week, I played Ingram. So basically, do the opposite of what I said. No. I, I, <laughs> Jimmy Graham week. Jimmy Graham week. I got to tell you, I, I, for, for tight ends just in general, I wish so. If you play the the Monday, Thursday games, I so much. I am so much on George Kittle. Just because you talk about opportunities, he has a giant play called back, a touchdown called back for penalty. Like, oh god, I want so much. I wish. They just run the ball. So I know. I wish Kittle was on this slate so much. All right, so we set there. We're, we're ready to talk some stacks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's talk stacks. Stack attack. So I'm very tempted. I initially had this in one of my lineup. I, you know what? I might keep this lineup just for the fun of it. It's a four person stack and oh. i'm real well, for tournaments only obviously i'm really interested in the fact that the ownership seems to be down i think it's because of last week's game i think it's because the perception is the dallas defense is still really strong i'm rolling just because of the savings of what you can do with christian mccaffrey and david johnson and still pay up for another wide receiver you put aaron Rodgers, geronimo allison marquez valdez scantling and jeremy graham in your lineup you can basically buy almost anything else you want yeah and that's what's so appealing when when you spend down on a stack like that. And I think that's why, you know, we we just brought up Andy Dalton earlier. It's the same sort of thing. Like if you wanted to go Dalton and Boy, just those two alone, you can you can spend up on the three backs, like Joe says. I mean, you can get 
easily get DJ in there with that price, but you can get Fournette, you can get Zeke, you can get McCaffrey, you can go and just with multiple lineups, just choose that. And if all those backs hit, you're likely on your way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not so much on Aaron Rodgers this week. I think maybe I, I just kind of need to get over some of the biases that he's been so terrible. But, um, yeah, but that's I mean, why, in Dallas, everybody's it's, not, it's not a great, not a great spot. Yeah, I mean, his, his price like hasn't really moved either, though. There's so many guys like in the 5K range that are at least a little bit cheaper. But, I mean, with everyone kind of paying probably all the way up for someone like Deshaun Watson in that range, like just paying down for um, for someone like Rodgers, like you said, it's about what it allows you to do the rest of your lineup, not necessarily the play itself. Um I will say if you are going to pay up for Deshaun Watson, uh, I'm going to actually uh, do this for my stack. So Deshaun Watson to, to DeAndre Hopkins, um, if everyone's going to play Will Fuller, I, it's not really that much of a like a buy low or anything like that. He's still 7,800, but um, he only had nine PPR points last week. Like DeAndre Hopkins, like you guys remember this guy? Like he's still <laughs> seeing like a, a, a massive target share, right? So uh, top four and weighted opportunity rating. I mentioned that metric like every single week because it's uh, I think it's one of the best metrics. Here, there here is Joe, I'll just give you the per- you, you want the perception, the perception in fantasy. I'll give you a perfect example. I have three different people have asked the same exact question, which is interesting. I guess maybe as a Godwin owner, these are what people are thinking and smartly doing so, but they still ask if they should do it. Should I trade Goodwin for Hopkins as a seasonal? And I'm like, seriously, how like, but you're shaking your head. Exactly. That's the perception right now. It's just people are like off Odell Beckham. They're off DeAndre Hopkins. It's just, they're so disappointed for a couple of weeks that they just forget how good these guys can be. Well, and what I mean too is like if everyone's playing Fuller and we mentioned like this is the kind of guys you don't play at high ownership like go to the guy like that's more talented that has a higher opportunity share if he's going to be the one that's less popular oh there you go it's talking about upside at that no I don't know I I think that that stack is going undervalued right now as far as just kind of looking through the ownership and stuff I think you can probably put it up there as far as ceiling for sure so what's your stack Chris Let's go to Arizona. Let's do Murray and DJ and Fitz. Let's get those guys in there. I think both of them could could come away with, you know, with 20 catches between them. It's possible. I mean, the Bengals are that bad. They really are. So, I mean, Murray, I think he's going to continue to chuck and he can run and run one in. So, yeah, let's go with Arizona. Let me say one thing real quick. And this is a strategy. And I know the Bengals are, quote, they really are. They really are so bad. But this is similar to something that people know if they play fantasy baseball. And Chris, we've actually brought this up before. And I know Joe's going to immediately start shaking his head when I say this is like when everybody is like, it's the Rockies. And so when you're in Colorado, everybody's like, stack the Rockies lineup, stack the Rockies lineup. And one tournament lineup, you put the pitcher on the other side. You put a few players on the other side. So I'm just saying, is there any way you guys, either one of you in a tournament, would play the Bengals defense with Joe Mixon and the running back defense correlation because zero people are going to have that. So I would play Arizona's defense because the other way, the fact that Dalton's been the second most sacked, would he get sacked like eight or nine times in that game last week? I mean, they took out their starting left tackle because they were worried about him getting hurt in the game that was completely a blowout, but they kept Dalton in and they didn't really care that he was on his ass, you know, 10 times. So the fact that Arizona could maybe get some pressure, I know it's not a great defense, but if they, you know, dial up some pressure, they got a few sacks in the past game, past couple games, I think 11 on the year. So I would go the other way, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, both of these defenses are in play, but when you, when you come off of like new England or Chicago, it gets pretty scary because new England is averaging 22 fantasy points a game. Like that's, that's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. 
<laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head, though. They're both in play because of how much of these teams throw, right? And how, I mean, the defenses aren't good by any means, but if you get a pick six out of one of these guys at a super cheap, cheap price point, definitely like them. I like the Arizona call, though, just because of kind of what uh, what you guys were saying about if they're just going to be so chalky on the other side. It's a great strategy just yeah. to stack up a really high total game that everyone loves for offense, and you just get that pick six, and you can totally flip the script on people in GPPs. All right, so let's do it. Let's put our lineups out there for everybody to mock and... Yeah. Oh, actually, real quick, how do we got? How do we? Do, I'll ask afterwards. How about that? DFS Battle Royale. How did uh, How did you guys do last week? I don't even know. <laughs> it's like I just I don't know if I, I didn't play that lineup, and I didn't even I don't well, even you remember didn't play the lineup. Is. No, I didn't play the lineup. I come off of a lot of things by the time Sunday morning rolls around. I'll be honest. Um, I I don't necessarily play the lineup that I give in, in cash, but uh, I That's will play this make one. A second I'll lineup. Up, I'll come up with a you know point you, total. I don't even remember. Do you know you scored, Jake? I do know I scored. I scored one. And that wasn't a very good week because one hundred four point forty eight. Christian McCaffrey, Let's Lamar go. Jackson had half my points. <laughs> Let's go. First first win for me, I think, in this thing. And I and I had Terry McLaurin in my lineup still because I guess wasn't paying attention to FanDuel in the morning. So I took a zero oh, there. Um, wow. I, I had the Lamar Lamar to Hollywood, of course. And then I had the, all the running backs, McCaffrey, Eckler, David Johnson. I did have the Will Disley chalk somewhere, at least. That's nice. Um, and then, yeah, Will Fuller for his three points. So it was a standard week. Let's nice. get in a friendly comp, and then we can follow along on Sundays. Or, yeah, we should do Or that. just play the actual lineup, Chris, and sack up. Come on, well, man. Well, if we get into a friendly comp, then we'll play the lineup. All right, so Joe, since you're the uh, champion from week four, go. You, what's your lineup? My lineup like looks really similar now that I look at it back to back. But uh, I'm going to go uh, Lamar Jackson to Marquise Brown. Right. I'm going to stack up the running back volume per usual. McCaffrey, Kamara, David Johnson. Uh, I am going to pay up for Zach Ertz at tight end. Uh, so wide receiver, um, Auden Tate. That's how I'm going to save this week. Uh, 5300. I think is a really good price for that opportunity. Um, Adam Thielen, I'm going to, I'm going to grease, uh, kind of the squeaky wheel with him. I, th- I think he gets a couple deep shots in this game. Like I don't love ever playing a Minnesota wide receiver right now, but I think there's a chance, like at least Thielen seeing the deeper targets of the two guys. Um, then I'm going to round it out with the Atlanta defense 3,300. I mean, I'm just going to keep playing defenses against Houston just because of how many sacks, uh, Deshaun Watson takes, uh, Atlanta. Um, it's not an amazing spot. Don't love to play defenses on the road, but it kind of made this lineup fit because of how cheap they are. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, Chris, I'm going to go next only because <laughs> I got to differentiate and it starts off very similar. Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown have the same. Uh, David Johnson have the same. So I went Zeke over Kamara. So that we're a little bit different there. I actually do have Josh Gordon in my lineup. I paid up for Darren Waller just because the volume. And it's again, I play a tournament style here. And I think a lot of people are, as you can see by the ownership projections, are off because it's the Bears. So I did get the McCaffrey Panthers stacked together because I think the Panthers, a lot of people are on them. They've had a really good defense. Minshew Mania has been running wild through your heads and all that type of stuff. And this could be a game where, you know, hey, he's still a rookie. The bad game is coming at some point. And then to save because of David Johnson, Ezekiel, and Christian McCaffrey, and all these, of course, Kiki QT got to get him in the lineup. QT week, very nice. So <laughs> hey, I had I, to I, get somebody at forty five hundred. <laughs> yeah, yeah it makes even sense. if it's a zero, I, I love the rest of the lineup. 
<laughs> so I made a couple adjustments just to be a little different here. I'll give somebody a cash game lineup here for for FanDuel. I'll start with Tom Brady at $7,600. I think he's a very good price. I got DJ as well. So I guess I'm not being totally different than you guys. But DJ's in there. Zeke is in there. Tyler Boyd, Josh Gordon. I agree with Joe. I think Adam Thielen is going to be involved this week. Tyler Eifert is the punt play at tight end. Leonard Fournette in my flex. And then Bears D. Have enough really to go up to the Pats D. But I think this is going to be a Brady week where he throws three or four touchdowns. Jeez, that's like the chalkiest chalk I've ever chalked. That's why it's cash. <laughs> so what's your tournament? Get a win. What's your tournament? I didn't even ask for two lineups. No, you know I who I like you. a quarterback that we didn't really okay. touch on? Is, Fine, do that. Is, is Matt Ryan. I'm going to play Matt Ryan this week in tournaments. The fact that he leads the NFL 176 passing attempts. They have absolutely no run game at all. They cannot run the football. So I think Matt Ryan's going to come in this game again and throw like 40 plus passes. He's got 300 yards in, in every single game. His eight touchdowns ranked second. So, I mean, as much as we're crapping on the Falcons, it's more so Freeman and their defense. So I, I think Matt Ryan is an interesting quarterback. If only you if had a chance to bring that up when we talk quarterbacks or tournaments. Well, or you actually didn't ask quarterbacks <laughs> in, in, in tournaments. So Did I? Did I not? <laughs> no, no we, we kind of touched on the, all the same guys. We we brought them all up. We spent up, so but, much time on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, we, we, on we spent so much on. And 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 Ryan is cheaper than Rodgers. Much better. Player. He is. Oh, so do what, you, what do you think about Ryan versus Wentz? I think that that's like a, a pretty good decision point in tournaments for sure. I think both of them are intriguing. Since we're doing this at the end, <laughs> I completely skipped. Oh, you should have brought it up while we we're doing it. Like, what about quarterbacks? I even set uh, you guys up. I said, are we ready to do lineups? You could have been like, no, we didn't do quarterbacks. That's uh, all good. <laughs> so answer his question. Joe, Joe asked, are you on wins at all on that? Or are you just fully on board with the Ryan? I'm fully on board with Ryan. I do like Wentz. We've said this before. Like, what weapon are you going to pair him up with? I think Ertz makes a whole lot of sense, but he can just spread that Jeffrey ball around. Too. Yeah, J- Jeffrey certainly does too. But what because I've seen Jeffrey's from the Eagles play. He's not a cash play. Sure. What I've seen from the Eagles over the past couple weeks is they're running the football. They're kind of leaning on the offensive line in the run game. We didn't really bring up Jordan Howard. I know it's like, oh, gross. Why would you bring up Jordan Howard? But I mean, the offensive line is creating some massive holes for him. And every single week, he continues to get more plays, right? He was six carries, eight, 11, 14. He's top five in red zone rushing attempts. He's the goal line back. Like, so I think in a game where if Darnold doesn't play and this team is up 15 points in the second half, that they'll lean on the backs. And that's why I'm just a little cautious with Wentz. All right, Joe, counter argument. Or are you in agreement there? I'm with you. I, I actually don't mind the the call to Alshon as well. Uh, I think a lot of people will go the Ertz route with Wentz. I just think that that's a price point that, I mean, just at least the ownership that I'm looking at, I think Matt Ryan could be pretty popular, at least on FanDuel at 7,700. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really good call. They're, they're passing a ton, right? But on the road, uh, I still think I prefer all the other guys we talked about. Um, but anyways, it's, it's Lamar Jackson to Hollywood this week again, finally. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. And hopefully everybody out there do it too. Again, podcast gets you 10% off to the DFS pass. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Fall Joe Holka at Joe Holka. Chris Meany is at Chris Meany. I'm at All In Kid. We'll give you hey, more advice. These aren't the only lineups, as Chris mentioned, as Joe mentioned. We'll help you guys on Twitter as well and help you for week six next week. Already a quarter of the way through the season. Good luck, everybody. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.